Back on September 10th, 1988, Billboard launched the Modern Rock Radio Chart. Reach out, featuring the top 30 songs receiving airplay on alternative radio. On September 10th, 1994, that chart expanded to 40 songs. In 2009, they renamed the chart Alternative. Join me, DJ BK, as we recount all of the classic songs that topped the Alternative chart. Now, I personally can't believe that this song went to number one for only one week. It just baffles me. And it was the week of April 4th, 1992 that it did hit the top spot. But before we tackle the song, if you were going to the movies that week, you probably went to see Wesley Snipes and Woody Harrelson in the comedy film White Men Can't Jump. $500, baby. And you can pick my teammate. Give him the jump. You mean play basketball? Shut your anorexic, malnutrition, tapeworm having, overdose, Dick Gregory, Bahamian diet drinking ass up. And the pop charts were absolutely lit ablaze with Vanessa Williams and the song Save the Best for Last. Isn't this world a crazy place? Just when I thought a chance had passed, you go and save the best for last. Wow, I uh, feel like I'm in the waiting room at the dentist's office. Going to number one on the week of April 4th, 1992, for only one week, yes, surprisingly, just one week, I I can't believe this, was the massive popular, on other formats it would appear, hit from U2 and the song One. was released as the third single from the group's 1991 album, Actung Baby. Aside from going to number one on Alternative, it also went to number one in Ireland, Canada, and on the US mainstream rock chart, as well as number seven in the UK and number 10 on the Billboard Hot 100. When all you guys thing many many people choose to get married to this song and it would appear to make sense in both theme and style one would think but lead singer bono has this warning for you if you decide to make that choice could you just explain though to your your viewers that if they do love that song please don't get married to it um because it's a very it's a bitter and twisted lyric you know it's a song about you know people you know, tearing each other apart, and it's a song about transcending that, yes. But it's like a, a lover's argument more than anything else. I'm always amazed when people say, well, I got married to that song. I just think, whoa. Yes, the song one arose after tensions in the studio essentially almost amounted to the band completely breaking up. 
Now, could you imagine if you two had broken up at this point? Probably would have liked them a whole lot more, to be honest. Tensions were abound in the recording studio in Germany over the sound and style that the group was going for on this record. It wasn't until they were able to form a few songs, including the song one, out of an improvised session that they were able to come to an agreement and ease the tensions. Bono decided to lay down lyrics, he says, were heavily inspired by disunity. Again, not great for a wedding. We've talked about it before on the Mysterious Ways episode. The same improvisation that brought you that song also brought about the main guitar riff for one. The improv that, in essence, saved you 2 from complete collapse was called Sick Puppy. Okay, this is the bit that I was saying that never made the song. Well, this is, this is that. But there was another new bridge. There was a brief bridge in that improv that would give birth to the main guitar riff of one. Lyrically, Bono would cathartically lay out words that essentially tell the story of the band and how they nearly broke up. recording process was pretty much the opposite of creative magic for the group. In fact, they really had to work hard at finding a mix of this song that they could all agree on. Brian Eno initially hated the track, calling it boring. So the group worked by layering the song with various overdubs to the point Eno claimed the song was entirely lost. Eno was able to work with Daniel Lanois and The Edge to take some of the beauty out of the song that he said was misplaced and give it just a little bit of tea. Pretty much right up to the deadline, members were adding new parts, including Bono, who is re-recording vocal lines that he didn't like, and The Edge adding different guitar work. The final mix of this track was not an easy process for the band. That there was no magic to it. We had to actually just put the work in and figure out the ideas and hone those ideas down. I mean, it's never going to be a democracy. But if it's a benevolent dictatorship, that allows everybody to feel that they at least get a chance to say yay or nay. 
and then you get something like one. Everybody's like, oh, wow, that's amazing, classic song, genius. Brian, I really don't like that. We're gonna have to sort that. That's just boring me to tears. The release of this single benefited AIDS research which the group felt was one of the most pressing issues of the time. In fact, on the subsequent tour, the band would end up selling condoms bearing the name Actung Baby on them. Collector's items to this day, I am sure. Quite an enduring legacy, as Rolling Stone listed it as number 36 on their top 500 songs of all time in 2010. And get this, Q Magazine came out with a list of the top 1,001 songs of all time in 2003, and they listed one in the number one position as the greatest song of all time topping their list. VH1 also ranked the song number two on its greatest songs of the 90s, and one has also been included in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's 500 Greatest Songs That Shaped Rock Music. of 2006, Mary J. Blige would release a cover of one for her album The Breakthrough, and Bono ended up supplying backing vocals for the track. You can get one in both a CD single or a vinyl single format with various multiple versions of the song included on them. Check out one wherever it is that you get your music streaming online on your Spotify's and your Apple Music's and check me out on Twitter at DJBKRetro. And be sure to tune in again next time for the next song to go number one on the Modern Rock chart. Yeah.